Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. While we're waiting on a call back from Ron Higdon, the assistant director of the NSAA, I'd like to take a moment and tell you about Dingman's, Dingman's Collision Center. They have been DB's best friend for the last week. Yeah. And uh, Sam, Sam again tomorrow. Let's just say he's been going to one of the four locations. 120th and in Maple. Not only have they treated him so well when he was there, but remember what happened last night. Or last, I'm sorry, not last night, yesterday morning, when Darcy came in with cookies. He's brought cookies. To say, like, hey, like, you're going to need this after changing two tires. <laughs> leave, leave, leave it to Zoe to say, hey, are they soft? They are. And, they I, and, doughy. I, and I gave her the Shane line. Ooh, they're doughy in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's look like at you two dough critiquing doughy yep. in the middle of cookies. Doughy Zoe, right? Uh, and if you need to go to Dingman's because you have a problem with your car, like I said, they have four in the Metro, but they also have that standalone at 120th and Maple. It's their mechanical shop. They've been in the business for 25 years. We support local. Local are our people. We're big in the community, and so are they. They have a give back program, too, that you can participate in. Everything is right over at Dingman's. Uh, Dingman's Collision Center, if you have uh, any car needs for the future. Let's change gears. We're talking to Ron Higdon now. Ron is the assistant director of the NSAA. Ron, good morning. Good morning. Hey, big guy, good morning. How are you? Damon, I'm doing well. How are you, bud? Good, good, good. Ron, kind of a loaded week for you. I mean, this is <laughs> the week that that you prepare for. Uh, I know you prepare for the whole season, but let, let's just say state championships <laughs> is where it really gets, uh, where you get down and dirty into it all. Um, you know, Wrestling is always such a well-put-together state championship. Uh, every, every state wrestling championships that I've covered in the past have always been so well-structured. I mean, what gets you excited about this year in particular? Um, well, every year is a little bit different. And we try to um, do the best we can to make something different and make it a little bit more exciting every year. Um, we have new ideas and and then that becomes difficult because once you throw, go through the gamut a couple of times you're trying to think of new ways to make it better is difficult but uh just the turn of you know in a four-year span you have all new people uh, all new wrestlers and for a lot of them it's going to be uh the highlight of their 
high school athletic career. So us being a Bill, being able to be a part of that and give them something special makes it kind of exciting for me personally. A lot of pros and cons in the wrestling community, right? It's a tight-knit group, and everybody knows everybody, and that's cool, right? But it's a tight-knit group, and everybody knows everybody. So you get a lot of feedback because you kind of being the grand poobah, the mayor, if you will, that everybody likes. <laughs> a lot of people are in your ear, right? Let's do duels like this. Let's rank like this. Let's factor in head-to-head. let Everybody has ideas and suggestions for the boss. I, I got to know, I, I get it because you're even killed and your temperament's cool, but how much of the fact that you were so good at wrestling, you're well-versed, it, it, it's your baby, allows you to have a good filter so you can establish some boundaries? <laughs> you know, I think that's a good way to put it. I have uh, some experience. In all assets, I mean, my entire professional career has been surrounded by wrestling in one form or another. So I'm very fortunate to do something that I love. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm not, that I don't have open ears because a lot of the stuff that I've been able to um, make happen has come from other people's ideas. Mm. So I don't necessarily like discourage people from telling me that. There's times where we spend a lot of time and energy making schedules and coming up with format and stuff like that. And then somebody, you know, seven months down the road looks at it for about five minutes and says, well, what you should have done it, that, <laughs> that right there makes me uh, turn it off, you know. But, but we, I mean, we put a lot of effort into it. I mean, we, I have committees, uh, bounce things off of uh, coaches who are in the trenches administrators who, who administer their coaches, and even superintendents that oversee the administrative of everything and try to get perspective from all of it just so that I have a, a balanced look, outlook on what we do moving forward, particularly with the girls. You know, great point. <laughs> Ron, uh, you know. This guy's put together stories, and he covered oh it in goodness. Iowa yeah. where people think they do it better than anyone. That is. That nudge, is, nudge, wink, wink. That is correct. I did cover it in <laughs> Iowa. I'm not going to say they do it better than everyone, though. Uh, but I did a story about two years ago about just the growth of girls wrestling in high schools. And one school I focused on in my previous life was South Sioux City. And um, at the time, the program was very small, but now they're mighty. You know, the number one team in the rankings. It's impressive to see how rapidly that program grew, but not just that, girls wrestling as a whole since I first put together that story. How impressive is it to you that in just a couple of years of being sanctioned, that girls wrestling is becoming more and more popular? Well, I, I knew that it was going to be big. It was a national trend. I, I wanted to make sure that Nebraska wasn't the last one to turn out the lights. So we got it sanctioned, and from that point, it has exceeded expectations at every turn. Exceeded expectations in number of girls participating, number of schools registering, number of teams, and the quality of girls. The other thing that I don't think people understand is the demographic that we're hitting. The, the kids that are competing in rest, on girls wrestling, we're not stealing them necessarily from basketball or anything. It's girls that weren't participating in sometimes anything else. Right. So giving those opportunities point. is fantastic for us. That's, that meets our mission, giving opportunities to kids. So when we look at, in uh, South Sioux City is a great example, um, South Sioux City has a... a a large contingency 
of Hispanic uh, girls. Uh, yes, they do. They're a whole enrollment, but they have taken those girls and, and given them an opportunity to compete in a sport that that now it's a big thing for them. And and they're power, I mean, they're becoming a power. They're tough. They're going to be tough to beat. Grand Island is the same way. I mean, they they've really they've got numbers that are unmatched. I mean, they have like sixty girls come out for wrestling. It's it's fantastic. And again, I don't think that we're necessarily taking them from anything else. We're we're just giving opportunities to new new faces, which is awesome. Well, you know, a big piece of that story too was uh, you know girls practicing with the guys because the programs weren't big enough to have two girls going head to head with one another at the time. And I know that's kind of been like a topic of conversation, you know, in the past of like, hey. Do girls face guys? Yeah, two it, years it, it, ago, people were sitting out. Remember, Ron, at the state tournament. Yeah, now they've got their own baby. Right. Remember that? Yes. 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 Yeah. So, like, all well, the oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go. <clears throat> I was gonna say the no one back in the day when girls were having to wrestle guys, no one liked it. The girls didn't like it. The guy, it was a no win for the guys. Uh, coaches didn't like it. Parents didn't like it, and certainly school administrators didn't like it. The fact that we gave the opportunity for girls to compete against girls only was a huge step to, pro- to progress. We started two years ago. Before the sanction, we had about 300 girls that were competing in the state. Last year, we were around 700. This year, we're over 1,200, about 1,252. And that number is going to continue to grow. We had 197 schools register for girls wrestling this last year, when you had the co-ops and, and the ones that registered that ended up not having teams, we ended up with 147 teams. So the growth is is going to continue. I think that that the first five years is going to be your largest growth. Um, it'll the first three years are going to be the biggest jumps, and then the last two years they say are, are, are going to continue to grow. But we're looking at you know fantastic numbers. Brian, let me get you out of here on this up against it a little, but along those lines, officiating, I've watched this a long time. I saw two hand calls in consecutive matches in Big Ten this last weekend. One was with Pinto, the other with a guy from Michigan. And I and speaking with the girls, officiating is it's a it's a it's a problem in all sports. But as the the wrestlers get more explosive, they're bigger, stronger, faster. I'm looking at Tyson Terry, Joel Adams, these guys, they're doing things I'm not accustomed to seeing. And now, just talking with Coach Mulligan, watching Piper and Barber and, and Rossiter the other day, they're starting. officials are starting to officiate it a lot like boys where you don't get as near the leniency. How has officiating grown with the popularity and the demand of both genders doing both sports? Well, I mean, we, we are in need of officials, obviously, and we have – um, a large group of guys that have been officiating for quite a few quite a few years, and the quality of girls is not equal to the guys yet. I mean, as a whole, yeah. the depth. But there's some <laughs> some surprisingly yeah. exciting girls to watch wrestle. Man, they are technique wise, their drilling is it's exciting for somebody that's been wrestling my whole life. I I used to not even think I would like watching girls wrestling, but I I, I like watching them. They're explosive, just like the boys. On the officiating side, uh, we're always trying to recruit new ones. And we had four or five female officials for the first time in the last two years. 
and we are cultivating them. We're giving them some mentorship and trying to build those numbers. I guess my to answer your question, as the girls get better, they're going to start to be officiated more like the boys also. Mm. But with that, we're going to have a new group of key people coming in to be officials that are going to see the girls from the, get, from the day they start. They're going to see the girls and the way they wrestle. And we have to do a good job of making sure that we're mentoring them and keeping them. Our goal is to keep those officials in the first three years. We had 52 first-year officials in wrestling this year. We're making an extra effort to reach out to every one of them and make sure that uh, they had everything that they needed. Did they have contacts? Did they have somebody that could help them get assignments? Did they have somebody that could help them mentor them? Uh, we're making a conscious effort. And our supervisor officials right now, Nate Newhouse, is knocking it out of the park. He's putting so much effort into it. It's fantastic. So we'll see where it goes, but we're always trying to grow. We almost said I went a whole segment without saying anything good about Newhouse. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Best yeah. wishes with this upcoming week. Give John Dolliver and those guys my best. I will. Thank you for having me, guys. Hey, thanks, Ron, and thank you for joining us. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal coming your way later this afternoon on Hale Varsity Radio. We'll see you tomorrow on Coffee and Cream. Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio.